Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the Erasable Podcast. I am your host for the evening, uh, Andy Welfley from Woodclinched, and I'm joined by the companions in my workshop, uh, Mr. Johnny Gamber. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm very good. And Mr. Tim Wassum. Hey, Tim. Hey. How's it going? Oh, swell. Swell. <laughs> it's, uh, we're low-key today because there's not a lot of booze or a lot of uh, caffeine, so everybody's just kind of... Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna get through this episode one one fresh point at a time I think. <laughs> no. um, yeah, today we're going to be talking uh, about a lot of stuff. We have a, we technically have a um, main topic which is our top five pencils which we put up on the site, um, but we're also going to be talking a lot about the uh, Coom Masterpiece uh, sharpeners and also the Blackwing Seven Twenty Five. So, uh, sort of extended fresh points and um, main topic. So. Um, let's dive right in. Uh, Tim, what are you uh, drinking and writing with? Well, my drink of the week is called the Soft Serve. It is an emulsion of Pantene Pro-V volumizing conditioner mm. and tap water from the small town in rural Ohio that's called Romance. <laughs> <laughs> is it soft water? Mm-hmm. Very low mineral yeah. content? Mm, like, like, yeah, it's almost like velvety. It's, it's weird. It's going to like just <laughs> just clean everything out, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you throw up. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like somewhere in between frozen and solid. Like it's just got like it's a little more viscous than normal water. It's perfect. Mm. Uh, and I am writing with an Office Depot pencil made perfect with a Coom masterpiece. <laughs> Impossible. You know, Office Depot pencils really shine when you use them in a really nice sharpener. <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> Oh. And by by made perfect, that means that the Coom masterpiece just ate the whole thing. And <laughs> it's like now you have to use something else. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm actually drinking a, a, a sad cup of decaf espresso. Sad only because it's decaf. And I am writing with my twist bullet pencil that is loaded with surprise, surprise, a Palomino HB. HB. So nice. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you had any of those. Yeah, no, yeah. I had one line around. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, how about you? Um, I'm getting over a cold, so I just finished a very delicious Zeke's uh, Brazilian, Brazil Monte Carlo coffee, and now I have a little bottle of Perrier, which is mm. just really boring after what Tim's drinking. Mm-hmm. And um, I have myself here, the Blackwing 725, sharpened with Masterpiece. Oh, yeah. A nice, fragrant perfection. <laughs> Uh, I, I personally, I, this is almost too disgusting to talk about. Um, I would like to just thank Johnny Camber for writing this. Uh, I am drinking the June Bug, which is a delicious cocktail from seven or eight ladybugs muddled into an iced tea glass full of grain alcohol garnished with a live firefly. Mmm. <laughs> I got uh, some of our, uh, yeah, that's so gross. It's really gross if you've ever sucked up ladybugs in a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And they crush in there. That smells really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it's June, so it's it's seasonal. Um, actually, what's really weird is there's not a lot of bugs out here. I, uh, hmm. I've i been noticing that so far, and, and maybe maybe that'll change. But um, there's like some little gnats sometimes, but really hardly any bugs at all compared to Indiana, where there's, there were just like all of the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and I'm writing with a glass dip pen um, with firefly guts, the ones who died from making the June bugs. So, um, That's cool, man. Yeah, it's 
This is not this is not Trippy. a this is not a vegan friendly drink or <laughs> or pen. Actually, have have you guys? We talked a little bit about it in the group, and they talked about it in the pen addict. Have you seen that Kickstarter for that? Um, it's basically a glass tip pen that you can use, write like in wine and stuff with. I heard about it. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's a. It looks intriguing. Maybe you could use it with this. No, uh, I guess I am the only one having any fun. Uh, I'm drinking my last <laughs> Anchor Steam in the household, um, and writing with. Uh, like Johnny, a um, Blackwing 725. And I feel really bad for Tim, which we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll get into. Tim, do you want to uh, Do you want to start us off on Fresh Points? Sure. Wipe those tears. Blow your yeah. <laughs> Let me get my hanky. <laughs> um, so, to start off, I on the last episode I talked about my desire for monogamy pencils that I, I wanted to have a pencil that I would use to not have to go through the choices. I mean, of course I'm still going to have other pencils and I'm going to try other stuff, but as far as when I'm doing my writing, my work, I'll have a pencil and that uh, I, I talked about what it might be or how I might go about picking one. And then that also prompted us to come up with our, our new top five, which is basically like the, your five go to the ones you're going to pick up most often yeah. on any given day. And I ended up on, I picked my, my chosen pencil, which was not a huge surprise, but it's the Palomino HB, which has been my favorite for a while. But there have been periods of times where I like wasn't admitting it to myself, and I was using other stuff, and uh, just because I thought I should. Even like the 602, like I love the 602, but I just always end up coming back to this. And so, what I decided to do is I sold six pens, fountain pens, and a retro 51 pens that I just never use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also reading that Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing oh. Magic of Tidying Up. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually was going through my pens and asking myself with each one, does this spark joy? You know, and there were, <laughs> <laughs> there were like these six. And I was like, no, I, I don't need these. I'm going to get rid of them. And I, I sold them. And uh, that paid for my half of my uh, the Blackwing subscription that uh, – Andy and I are sharing, and a gross of Palomino HBs in blue with the erasers. Nice. So Man. I have a sea of them, and it is wonderful. So actually, in the drawer <laughs> next to me, I have a, a gross of Palomino HBs and a gross, my gross of uh, Forest Choice pencils. That's gross. So I, I have a. <laughs> it is super gross. Double gross. <laughs> Double gross. <laughs> did you listen to the uh, episode of Covered that Harry Marks did, where he talked to the author of yes. uh, Tidying Up? That's cool. Well, he talked to, uh, oh, I'm going to forget her name, Anne from Books on the Nightstand. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yes, that's who yes. Yeah. So they did like a book club thing about it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'll put a link to that in show notes, which, which yeah, by the way, episode. yeah, which by the way, if anybody wants to uh, get to the show notes or to listen to um, this episode online, uh, go to erasable.us slash 31, um, which is the 31st episode. Sorry, Tim, go back. Go on with what you're saying. So I've got so I got those. That's been great. And I had this realization when I decided to go for it. And I basically as soon as I placed the order, I still had about a dozen and a half of them in the house. So I had enough for a while. But as soon as I did that, and as soon as I decided like this is the one, I started burning through like you know, the two pencils that I had out. because like, I that which I'm sure you can identify with this, but that kind of deep down urge to hoard things mm. because oh. you think they're going to go, you think they're going to go away. Like yep. you're never going to see them again or you're not going to be able to buy them at some point. Oh, when I, as soon as I hit buy for 144 of them, that went away. <laughs> and I was, I could just 
use them because I've I'm gonna have these for <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> these are gonna last forever. Um, so that's that's been great, and I've enjoyed that. It was a good trade for some fountain pens that I was not using. So yeah. uh, next thing I was gonna talk about is I think it was what five or six episodes ago where Andy, you were talking about your index card hmm. thing, you know, where you like were trying to find good index cards. Yeah. And you reached out to listeners and asked them for recommendations. Now, I want to do the same thing, but now with index cards, what I want to know from you all, like you two and people who are listening, is legal pads. Yeah. I'm still on the hunt for a perfect legal pad that's not super expensive. I mean, Rhodia, I know we're great, but I want the kind that you can buy a 12-pack of and not spend you know, $250. <laughs> so so can, you, can you quickly kind of define the terms of what you mean by legal pad? Uh, by legal pad, I mean a, a top-bound pad, preferably yellow paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind that you buy at Office Depot or Staples, they usually have their own house brands. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's the legal-sized sheets. Okay, so specifically legal-sized sheets. Yes. Because yes. a lot of people they, will say legal pad and not mean... Yeah, because right. there are small legal pads, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean the... Paralegal the, pads. Uh, yes. They're like full... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the uh, uh, I don't know the exact length. Yeah, eight they're and not, half not by... like super like awkward long ones, but like yeah. the eight and a half by eleven and a half or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so, so so my favorite pad of paper, um, mm-hmm. besides like some of the super expensive ones, is that um, I've talked about it before. The Ampad Retro Gold Fiber Paper. Mm-hmm. They have that at uh, Staples, and right. It's I thought, I, I thought of those this week, but we don't have a Staples here. So yeah. I couldn't... If I can find some, I'll send it to you. I um. The thing is, is they're not long, quite long enough mm-hmm. um, to fit that requirement, but they're they're still like that top bound, um, like top perfect bound notepad. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'd love to try that out. And I'd just love to hear like other options people have come up with. I know Les from the group mentioned the kind of, now I'm going to forget the name of them, but Staples sells these sugarcane ones. Oh, Sustainable Earth by Staples. Uh, it's eight and a half by eleven and three quarters is the size of a legal pad, and she she recommended those, so I'm going to try those out. Mm-hmm. And I got this week at Office Depot. They have a, a similar sugarcane based pad uh, that I like quite a bit too. They're just like a little expensive. It was like six six dollars for three of them, and I really want these things to be cheap because I, I use them really fast. That's how I like to do my longhand stuff just because i don't like having to deal with the, the center binding so yeah. if anybody has any suggestions of good legal pads and is willing to maybe if you have extras and want to let me to try it and i'll trade you some pencils or something uh, for let, it i would let, love to do that let me warn you tim that uh when you reach out to our listeners they're so responsive i now have literally two dozen kinds of index cards <laughs> and my oh. my uh review has sort of like spiraled out of control and so i've i've restarted it twice it's gonna turn into your like magnum opus you're yeah. gonna work up for like 15 years <laughs> i'll never fin- do, like, be finished there's gonna be like, like pieces of string tied all like over yeah. your office like, <laughs> kitty walks in and there's just like, linking things together yeah there's just like so many index cards they're all shoved in my mouth and suffocate me <laughs> i'll die of index card no i it like i started it and then June Thomas sent me a bunch. I was like, oh, I have to add these to it. And then Toffer sent me a bunch. And I was like, oh, I have to add this to it. <laughs> so I was I spent so much time writing it that I I just like, this is a monster. Nobody wants to read this. And I keep cutting it down and cutting it down and redoing it. So I'm 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 trying. For as much as I've talked about index cards, some someday I'm actually going to produce something about it. Yeah. 
but legal pads can be your your index cards. Yeah, I think they are because I just that's it's kind of come full circle. That's what I used to like to write on, and then yeah. I got into the, all this paper stuff, and I tried all these other things and yeah. different notebooks and pads, and now I'm just back to where I started, which is just the yellow. They don't have to be yellow, but just legal pads, like the cheaper legal pads. Yeah. So just something about them. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about today was a really awesome book that I wanted to share that my brother-in-law told me about this weekend. He's a, a literature PhD and he's now teaching at this private school and we were talking about pencils. He always asked me about the podcast and I usually bring him stuff to try and give him little sampler packs and stuff. And he told me, he, basically, he reminded me of one thing and then told me about something else that's new. The thing he reminded me of is that Emily Dickinson, uh, famous poet, famous reclusive poet, was a pencil user. So a lot of her little manuscripts that she, you know, she would write, lots of them were written in pencil, which I had noticed that before. But then he also told me about this guy named Robert Walser, uh, who is a he's a German speaking Swiss writer, and he he was around like in the twenties. He died in nineteen fifty six, and he was seventy eight, so he was old. But he was known for this kind of very he was a part of the modernism movement and would write these really strange kind of Kafka-like novels and stories. And they found out late in his life, maybe even after he died, about this project that he was working on called the pen, he called it the pencil method. And what he would do is in this just tiny shorthand on scraps of envelopes and scraps of paper that he would find around, he would write these tiny little snippets, vignettes, stories, memoirish things, poems, just all sorts of mediums, like all types of writing, but nobody could read it up until recently because they finally figured out what he was doing. Uh, this little shorthand, and he specifically used pencil for those. He would, and they would write super tiny in this little shorthand on these scraps of paper. But for him, those little things that he was making, um, which... Uh, they're called microscripts, which which apparently is translated to Bleistiftgebet or something. <laughs> so it's got that Bleistift in there. But uh, and the, the the actual product, these little slips of paper, were the final product. He didn't want them to be necessarily copied down and turned into something else. Like huh. it was like pencil art. It was supposed to be in pencil, and it was supposed to look just like he had left it. He never made copies. Um, Hmm. Yeah, they're handwritten in like microscopic tiny hand in this like coded alphabet sort of thing while he was, and apparently for part of that he was in a sanatorium. So there's all <laughs> kinds of uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. And then I don't know if you heard about D- Emily Dickinson recently. They found a collection of her poems that we didn't know we had. And lots of them are written on old envelopes and stationery and stuff that we just hadn't seen until now. Yeah. So all this is to say that there's a book that it's available on Amazon and we'll put the link in the show notes. But it's called uh, Pencil Sketch, or Pencil Sketches, sorry. And it's Robert Walser and Emily Dickinson, oddly enough, like both of them. And it is a, a book, basically a facsimile book, where they make perfect, beautiful copies of these little pencil pieces that they made That's on awesome. scraps of paper. And even better is that uh, there is a free version at uh, issuu.com. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can go to that. It's like the free free magazines or whatever, and the entire book is on there. Wow. So, And you can flip through. You can see all these 
little poems and things that Emily Dickinson and Robert Walser wrote. And then there's also like, you know, a foreword and several things written about it. And there's a picture of Emily Dickinson's pencil. That's so, awesome. What, what, just uh, like a, what sort of sharpener do you suppose that Walser had that he could, uh, he get so tiny all the time. No idea back then. I mean, it's so <laughs> long ago. German. Probably knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, he was in a sanatorium, so they probably yeah. didn't have a knife. But <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but Emily Dickinson's, pencil is like this little tiny it, it, it's i mean it's so old and used it almost looks yeah. black uh stained or something yeah but it's like a little golf pencil looking thing but so go check that out it's really it looks a really like, neat book and you can see all these perfect photographed copies of the pencil method stuff and then emily dickinson's cool. uh late like, lost poems looks like johnny knows something about this no yeah, i don't I know just, anything about it i didn't like that <laughs> <laughs> no um Someone, a good old friend of mine wrote a post for Pencil Revolution like uh, five years ago about yeah. Rob Walster's microscripts. Nice. So is that yeah. one, do they have the copies in there or is it just the, do you know, or is it just the, the transcriptions? I have no idea. All I did was check it for spelling and put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> when you just put that in show notes, Johnny, you said Robert Walster's microscripts and then in parentheses guest post. It looked like Robert Walster was your guest poster. <laughs> That's amazing. I've been blogging since 1935. <laughs> yeah. I have a so. lot of powers I can't tell you guys about. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I just want to share that. I know we've got a lot of uh, sort of literary-minded people in our community, that, and I think, any, and even just people who are not liter, not like you know, but to Emily Dickinson fans or whatever, yeah. there's still just the really cool fact of getting to see these handwritten little archived pencil writings from yeah, hundred to hundred and fifty years ago. So. We have a uh, Amazon affiliate link in show notes. Um, if anybody is interested in buying that book, we'd appreciate it if you did it through the affiliate link, just because we can get a a few more cents for for the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. it's it seems like the kind of book that you know it's cool to look through it on this Walser or on this IS, ISSUU site. Which is that called issue? It's is issue. It it's issue. issue. Their okay. office is actually on. It's in Palo Alto on the way to where, like, on the way to my office. Oh, nice. And uh, we used it before they, um, in my old job, they, they do a lot like um, like with PDF put online, I guess. Um, like there were newspapers that had, you know, their issue available that way. So I think I think you just say issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're just cool. trying to be cute. So, but it does seem <laughs> like it would be, and I might buy it at some point, be yeah. a, cool, a cool thing to uh, have in person because yeah. it looks like it's really beautifully done. But uh, yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Um, oh, actually, I was oh, going to mention, yeah. sorry, uh, the conversation I found on Twitter. I, I went back. I was deleting some old messages, and I, I thought to look back in the conversation I had with Andy. That's so and if cool. you're in the group, you can go back and look at the first message I sent to Andy to ask about the Pencil Podcast. <laughs> and then where we decided it's, to, like, or we had already talked about it, but where we were like said, yeah, we definitely need to ask Johnny. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like the genesis of the, the podcast. It, I should look up and find some more of it because I know that conversation just kept going. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to look back at it because it, it turned out exactly like what we wanted it to, which is really awesome. Yeah. It's funny because, <laughs> Tim, you uh, you had just pretty recently gotten into pencils, I think. And I feel like oh. we were talking through Twitter DM just like a lot, just about pencils and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. You were, yeah. I was I sitting on my couch. It was before. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, it was, and you were I, just helping me decide what to order. Johnny, yeah. too. And I had just guest 
guested on the pen addict podcast talking about pencils and i was like oh that was so fun and mm-hmm. and tim was like have you ever thought about doing a pencil podcast and i was like i mm-hmm. thought about it but i never thought i could pull it off because you can't like you can't come up with with weekly topics about pencils and so far we two hours later yeah, <laughs> so far we've thought of um uh maybe not weekly but a bi-weekly all sorts of bi-weekly topics which is we're doing we're doing biweekly, but our episodes are an hour and a half long. So yeah, we could totally. It's almost yeah. like we were. It's almost like we are doing forty-five yeah. minute weekly episodes. Just and just doing them at once. And I remember I, I referred to uh, Johnny as just Gamber because I didn't I didn't really know if he was if like people should call him Johnny or if he went by John. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to call him. <laughs> John has never caught on. John's yeah. my father. I'm going to be 36 years old. People call me Johnny. That's my brother's the same way. Yeah. yeah. We have 10 Johns in my family. And... <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was, that was amazing. I'll, I'll post a picture of those also in, in show notes so everybody can see, see that conversation. That was, that was an amazing find. Yeah, yeah, I was glad, and I saved it, so I'll go back and see what else is in there. But it was—I was, I was awesome. really excited about that. That's awesome, Johnny. Uh, how about you? What do you have? Uh, I know that you have some things that we're going to talk a lot about. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to go slow. <laughs> <laughs> so first, uh, we should thank Glenn in Maryland for acquiring—I don't really know how he acquired these masterpiece sharpeners from Germany. But he did, and many, 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 many. We many, don't many, ask many. no questions. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining like a James Bond scenario <laughs> where he like. Do you have the sharpeners? <laughs> yeah. Plus, Glenn's like super nice. We were having, I guess, lunch or a snack at um the coffee shop, and I kind of forgot about the sharpeners for a while because we were just kind of chilling. I'm like, you're a nice dude. I like you. Aside from acquiring the sharpeners. So but let me tell you. Let me tell nice you, dude, Glenn. Now you're my hero. Yeah. Let me tell you, Glenn, that these sharpeners have ch- completely changed my view of uh, handheld sharpeners. <laughs> so should, do, you, do you want to tell people, kind of, Johnny, yeah. what they are and where they come from? So um, I assume a lot of people who listen to the show, if not almost everybody, know about the Kum, um, the two-step sharpener that comes in the disappointingly crappy plastic case <laughs> that um, falls apart. Like I actually own red duct tape to put those things back together. <laughs> just a straight admission but um i've always thought it would be cool if the inside was if they could take it out and make that a metal you know brass mm-hmm. would be awesome so it sort of looks like that it has the auto stop feature but it's made of magnesium and the really cool thing is you can slide the auto stop across i'm looking at mine now it's like a very fluid motion now once they break in and then you can um expose the graphite pretty much infinitely i guess until it would snap yeah. which well, you know, on the one hand, like, why would I want to do that? On the other hand, like, yeah, that's cool that I can do that. <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, and somehow the point that comes out of this is way longer than the plastic version. It's even longer than the classroom-friendly sharpener, and it doesn't leave bite marks, and you can take it in your pocket. I just, I'm just, I just don't understand why, like, it's basically the same technology as that two-stage long-point sharpener, like the Palomino-branded one, but it's made by Coombe. But yet it's so much better. Like the yeah. the difference I think is, and this is just my my theory, is that second hole where you just sharpen the graphite, it's smaller. Whereas on the the two stage, the other one, it's the same size. And I wonder if the blade's better or if it's set better in the casing. And it always always snaps my gra- my graphite when I try using that second stage. It could also be that the blades don't move at all because yeah. they're screwed in the metal instead of the plastic. I've had yeah. a few that's stripped and you just had to get rid of them. Yeah. This is a good like 
like half a centimeter longer than the classroom friendly point. It's it's incredible. Oh, plus I forgot to mention they come in a case, like a carrying two cases. Yes. So awesome. They a come in a little neoprene case. I feel like it's, it's, it feels so tactical. Yeah, and then it comes in a little plastic case, which mine cracked already. I don't use it, hmm. but um, it comes with a um. I don't know what you call that. You scan it with your phone, and it goes to a website. Your instructions. There you go. But the instructions aren't very good. I feel like the the video for how nice a sharpener is. The video sucks. Yeah. It's like, wow. I could have. Well, I could have done a better version, but the, um, they could have done a better version. What What I love about it is it's kind of an OCD uh, OCD person's dream. You can. Um, yeah. You can sharpen in a pencil like from scratch into one long continuous peel it's like uh it's like peeling an orange and you just like you you peel it off in one piece like you can sharpen the wood down all the way with just one long continuous one and just you just you're done and it's like oh this is so great so satisfying yeah and it comes off in a much thinner ribbon sort of like um the bullet slash granato sharpener the ribbon's really small so you turn it more often but it comes off really smoothly yeah yeah very good kindling or tinder yeah it's uh it's it's amazing like i heard I think you, Johnny, talk it up, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool, a handheld sharpener." And then she's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I did enjoy teasing you guys over the weekend. You didn't have yeah. it yet. Like, hey guys, yeah. look what I got! This is amazing. So, was... but I didn't use mine until yours were in the mail because I felt kind of weird. <laughs> I, I was gonna wait till you got them, but yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Similarly, I, I feel bad talking about it because you can't buy it in the U.S. Nope. So hopefully that will change. Um, yeah, um, Caroline has one, so perhaps having one will. I don't Spark. know. Fire her up. <laughs> she'll she'll get them. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, appeal to really... the German sense of um, you know, precision. Yeah. <laughs> I've with mine, like I just want to use it all the time. Yeah. And I when I'm at home, I actually have to try to keep myself. Like when I'm at home, <laughs> I have to put it away somewhere so that I just use my classroom <laughs> friendly or something. Just because I now I'm like terrified of wearing it out or like losing it. Or, well, it comes with two extra blades, and I'm mm-hmm. almost positive these are just regular coom blades. Yeah, I think they're the exact same. Or like, yeah, they don't because don't the ones on the the long point or the two the original long point one don't they actually say long point on them or something? No, the the um, the really long uh, one they sell as a stenographer sharpener has a different blade, but the plastic ones just have the regular blades. Okay. And actually, with yeah. those, I used to switch them. Like after when they got dull, I'd switch the two blades, and they would they would extend the life a little bit because they use a different area of the blade. Nice. But mm-hmm. on this one, it looks like it's going to use almost the whole blade, so that won't work out. So pencils.com, if you want to co-brand a sharpener with a, a Palomino, <laughs> you should really do the masterpiece rather than the yeah. other long point. Oh, because man, yeah, yeah, this one is amazing. Maybe they could do aluminum instead of. I know that Coom won't do brass, but this in aluminum would be really nice. Yeah, Coom won't do brass. Yeah, they, Charles said that they don't do brass anymore at all because of the um, different lead regulations in different companies or countries. Oh, okay. It makes me very sad. Just don't eat it, and you're fine. Yeah, I mean, I was making tea with mine. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mine's made out of mercury. It just like absorbs in my skin if I hold it for too long. Well, it was a, a low-calorie sweetener. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's... stevia. <laughs> it's amazing. I actually... So that little plastic case, I, I took it out of there, and um, I got one of those, like, mini Altoid tins. Mm-hmm. And if you stick it in that, um, then you have a little room if you're sharpening on the go and need to dispose... Need to hold on to your shavings for a little while. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, you can do that. And then 
then toss it when you get somewhere. But <laughs> I've sharpened right onto the floor of a coffee shop and left it there. <laughs> Not yeah. lately. How do you like that, guys? I was like, well, you guys don't sweep that much. <laughs> <laughs> Gives it a rustic feel. I'm a jerk. Very hipster. No, it's a uh, it's fantastic. I, I again, I feel bad for teasing everybody and just up talking this when they can't. People can't try it out themselves, but well, you know, we could we could um social media bomb them with the hashtag because Coom does follow their Twitter and their um, yeah. Instagram pretty well. What's their uh, what's their Twitter account? Uh, Coom and a bunch of letters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, GMBH or something like that, or yeah, or I don't know. We should try to con- convince them to do a group order for the Erasable Group and just let Ooh, us yeah. sell. Like we could sell them through the website and just like somehow do pre-orders or something and get them just to send them to us and then because that's like how much i believe in this yeah. this, this sharpener thing's <laughs> awesome so i got all the good fresh points apparently because next i can bring up the blackwing 725 which is the first edition of the blackwing volume series is that the official name blackwing volumes volumes yes yeah so if somehow you've heard of this podcast but you haven't heard of this pencil it's a blackwing that has uh, the core of a pearl and a black eraser, but the finish is sunburst to sort of mimic a Fender Stratocaster. So immediately I regret it that my Fender base is red and not sunburst. But uh, <laughs> it's, I, I was saying on um, my short little review that it's glossy and there hasn't been a glossy Blackwing like ever. So it's it's interesting. It's slippery in a pleasant way. It's shiny. Yum, yum, yum. What do you guys think? What would you call the 602? Is that not glossy? It doesn't look glossy. It's metallic. It's kind of more, yeah, like shark skin-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's even better. That makes sense. Okay. They could call it the great white. I, um, I like it. I think, you know, there was kind of a, a discussion, not really a debate going on about um, uh, what the new, like with the volume series, like how reinvented this would be. Would it? be using the guts of like an existing pencil or uh, like an existing black wing or would it have be kind of like reformulated reinvented um or what and i i was kind of hoping for something where the the graphite was going to be kind of reformulated or tweaked a little bit to uh to be something new but i can completely understand just understanding the very little about like pencil manufacturing economy that i do uh, very little i should i should disclaim um that the the minimums that they would have to order in order, in order to do that would be so high. Um, so I I completely understand why it's not. Um, so essentially what we're looking at is just sort of like a, a black wing that has um, like a facelift, basically. It has New just, outfit on, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I kind of further was thinking about how, you know, if you look at this, um, underneath that glossy coat, you can see a little bit of white. And so I was like, "Oh, is this a, you know, a pearl that had just hadn't had the like deboss and then the the kind of the gloss, the pearlescentness applied over it, um, or is this like a like a blank that they painted painted over?" Um, Charles actually said in the group that the reason it has that white undercoat is because uh, when you get down to kind of the tip of this of this starburst gradient, it's this really really vibrant yellow, and it makes sense because if you paint a wall like a bright color, you have to you know, you have to give it a base coat first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I completely understand that. Um, it's 
so essentially, I mean, it, it's a Blackwing that is, um, and, and I'm assuming that maybe like the next one will be like the guts of a 602 or M- MMX or something like that. Um, and maybe they'll just kind of like go like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, which is fine because they're black wings are super great pencils. Um, so some people were lamenting about how, you know, this is a lot of marketing hype for something that's just a, like a similar product that, you know, just has different aesthetics. And, and I would argue that aesthetics really count because whenever I review something, I, I definitely talk about how it looks and feels too. And yeah. honestly, this looks and feels different. Like you're using a glossy pencil. It's gorgeous. Um, it writes the same as a, as a Blackwing Pearl, but that's fine. Um, yeah, and people don't complain about field notes. It's basically the same thing, right? I mean, they're for the most part. I mean, they change the the papers every once in a while, but yeah, I mean, field notes will like change out the the guts of the paper, but at the same time, they s- kind of stick to standards. Like the summer edition is always a little bit thicker. Um, mm-hmm. They use that Finch paper a lot. Um, they've used they use French paper a lot. Um, so even though, and and the the difference is also in the nature of the manufacturing. I think is you can you can make paper at such a smaller, you can use such smaller minimums for paper where you can reinvent it every time if you want to and much easier than you can with a pencil because it probably involves less vendors or smaller vendors, I guess. Whereas pencils, you know, it, there's so many different steps of this process. Yeah. Well, plus the, um, this is their first one. So you know, they had yeah. to play it kind of safe. Yeah. And the first field notes summer, um, seasonal one was just basically different colored field notes. Yeah. Which you know now we all wish we had. That's a yeah. Good point. Just an orange field. <laughs> so I'm not. I, I I don't want to sound like I'm shilling for pencils.com or anything because they're not. You know they're not paying us to promote this. We in fact we we all bought our own subscriptions with our own money. Mm. Um, but I I feel like yeah this is this isn't necessarily. I don't think it was marketed to be to claim otherwise. Like I don't think that they. Yeah. Um. We had a discussion. They're, about, yeah. They're very. They're very upfront about it. Yeah. So. We we had a discussion about um, kind of the graphite that they used, and Field Notes used the word balanced. And to me, uh, you mean pencils.com. You said Field Notes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> pencils.com. Um, I actually, I should say Palomino because I actually had a discussion with Alexander from from there about kind of brand guidelines. Uh, because when I was there a long time ago, pencils.com was sort of the thing that you said when you talked about like who made Palomino Black Wings or Palomino or Golden Bear or whatever. Uh, but now Palomino is kind of the the brand, um, like the owner, the brand owner, and Pencils.com is like the e-commerce wing of that. So pa- Palomino used the word balance when they talked about so it. So we need like a tree. Yeah, a tree. <laughs> I actually asked them if they had like a brand guidelines document, and they, they, they were like, that's a good idea. Sometimes people get <laughs> confused because of all this stuff. Um, so because like the Pearl, um, you know, on the box they say, uh, smooth or balanced and smooth, and mm-hmm. you know the the six hundred two is balanced and firm, and the and the next is balanced and soft, or or not balanced for uh, smooth and soft. I'm getting all my various adjectives confused. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so balanced is the keyword for uh, the pearl, and so that as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is this is what this is, and and they've you know they've confirmed it within the group. Charles said that uh, it's interesting because we have sort of like a pipeline right directly into it in the group when people have questions yeah yeah so i feel I, like i'm sorry oh no go ahead go on i i feel like they didn't over maybe i just i ignored the marketing because i didn't really care but um i feel like this is gonna make this is gonna sound weird and probably be offensive to both parties um with the snafus that 
Palomino and Blackwing have had in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did a really careful job this time. Yeah. They, like commendably careful. Yeah. Yeah, they they did a really good job. It's it's definitely sort of I mean, they do have we talked about this before, but they they sometimes get a little heavy handed and like overstate something. So it's they talk yeah. about how this is, you know, a pencil that, you know, defines a creative culture, all that stuff. Um but honestly this is a really cool edition within that. They they yeah. say it's a limited edition. I have no idea how many like how many they made. Um, I mean, when you think about it, everything's a limited edition, <laughs> um, except maybe like plain old Ticonderogas that will go on forever. But I guess, I mean, the old ones are limited edition too, because, you know, they're, they were so much better. Um, yeah, they, I feel like with this whole scenario that I would rather these exist than not exist. So yeah. if, even <laughs> if it's not perfect, like, yeah. why wouldn't you want this to exist? I mean, nobody's forcing you to pay for it. So, yeah. Yeah. um, we know. I feel like it basically is what we were expecting it to be yeah. to some extent. Like like Andy was saying about the core, it makes total sense why it would just be one of the cores at least right now because otherwise it would be super expensive and really complicated. And yeah, and, and they have to be smart about it. I have to say, their um, the packaging and sort of the unboxing experience was amazing. I, yeah, that was very yeah. nice. Uh, I'm disappointed that I didn't get a sleeve as yeah, a subscriber. I'm, I'm told but, so. So I got a I got a sleeve um, because I I requested a little bit early for um, to try to review it. Um, it didn't really come early because of the mail, but that's a different thing. But anyhow, uh, they sent me one of the ones they were sending out to retailers, and it had a little like really gorgeous like letterpress sleeve on this heavy cardstock. Um, it has that that same like the graphic of the pencil kind of debossed into some like thick plush cardstock. Um, oh, oh. I gave I gave feedback <laughs> that the sleeve really should come with um, the subscribers too, not just the retailers. Um, oh yeah. The reason they didn't, which which makes sense, um, is that they wanted people to have a little bit more of like a surprise of what they'll find inside as they open it. But mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> thanks to our group and everybody else on the internet, um, you know, people already know what it's going to look like when they get it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I yeah. really want them to send me a sleeve. I was yeah. going to beg, but I don't know if they'll do it. <laughs> do it. Just I don't want to admit that I really just want a damn sleeve just because <laughs> I don't want one. Just do it. <laughs> you brat, you already have all the pencils. But so, uh, the pencil <laughs> tube thing was really cool. Yeah, yeah, the archive. Really I like the label they did. Yeah, the, cool. the archive pencil came in this cool little tube with these little rubber end caps. It looks, um, it kind of looks steampunkish a little bit, like you have a, what do you call the thing, like in Romeo and Juliet, the apothecary? Apothe- apothecary apothecary I, mm-hmm. I can't say it um it kind of <laughs> looks like you know you have a wall just like lined up with pencils and a little bit like that and a little bit like david reese you know? yeah so <laughs> i can count myself among the few people in the world that have two different pencils that came in a tube <laughs> you can <laughs> so uh i feel a little bad um i made the mistake of sending um tim his pencils through fedex ground because that's we have that at work and it's super easy to mail it off. But next time, Tim, I will send it to you a little faster because six oh, days is unacceptable. No, it's fine. Just <laughs> do whatever's cheapest. T- Tim and I are uh, <laughs> splitting a, a subscription. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. it's. Uh, I've got a few pencils lying around. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> Just, I'm looking That's at the pretty pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. So, yeah, it's. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I, I understand that they kind of already have the next two. Um, kind of conceived of and planned out. I have no idea what they are. I'm, I can't wait to see. Um, I sort of wanted to spend a little bit of time. I, I actually really enjoy in Field Nuts when they sort of like 
you know, somebody leaks some some quick hint about something. I really love the kind of the Apple rumors esque way of that people will just like like speculate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I it's good fun. I just think I think, and so I I came up with some theories of what the seven I thought the seven twenty five meant. Um, I actually remember seeing. Uh, I I looked up the significance of like July twenty fifth, um, seven twenty five, and one of the things listed was um, the Newport Music Festival uh, taking place, where that really like changed the way folk music is because Bob Dylan played, you know, on a on electric guitar, and so I remember seeing that and just not not thinking about it at all. Like I should have because I know they're really into music. Um, that's something that is really important to Charles and Grant and and Alexander. Um, and everybody else but yeah uh, and somebody who was in the group who said that they actually like thought about that oh that was dr hans yeah dr hans was like i believe him yeah i do too yeah the smart guy i, I he, thought it was i bet he was there with math yeah yeah <laughs> uh, when charles mentions at one point um the different grades of palomino maybe they could steal one of those cores and there were all these numbers it's like maybe they're going to use a 2h yeah. palomino to yeah. make it a hard black wing I guess people might not like that. I think people like black wings like a softer pencil. Yeah, I was hoping because they're the other Eberhard Faber um, pencil that was in that was model number seven twenty five is this sapphire blue indelible pencil, and I doubted that they, it would actually be like indelible, but I was hoping that it might be like sapphire blue or something really bright and blue. But I think um, we can we can see after this first one that I, I doubt there will be a volumes referencing a pencil you know like it's yeah. always gonna, i feel like it's always going to be outside of the pencil world because I, I, I looked at those two i was kind of going down the same road but yeah. i got a feeling it's all going to be you know music books yeah. design um yeah I don't know. sports probably yeah sports yeah um i think it was um what's his name um well we talked about this last time but brad dowdy pointed out that maybe you know he saw like the, the dodgers blue uh 42 mm-hmm. In the group, and of course, immediately, like I said before, I I immediately went to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But <laughs> baseball fans, that would be really awesome. Don't panic, edition. <laughs> can can we get a um, can we get a Rolly Fingers pencil on Oakland? Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I saw somebody work with a Rolly Fingers T-shirt with that like that same picture you sent me with the the mustache, sweet mustache. Yeah, I really want one. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah that's that's probably does anybody else have anything to say about the 725? It's uh it's 20, 25 bucks <laughs> on dot com. Um yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not cheaper or anything but it's yeah. But it's not much more expensive so. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what swayed me. I needed some black wings anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down to my last 3 I think of my black wings. Which I guess they're the 602 so but Yeah. I'm excited to get some. It's just kind of a, a cool, it's really exciting to think about quarterly. Yeah. Like within a week in the mail, you'll get new field notes and like a batch of new pencils. Like it's just like really cool. Yeah. And if you're us, also a masterpiece sharpener. Yes. Yeah. We need, we need, a, we need a, a sharpener deal. subscription. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Burning through these things. Well, you know, yeah. they have like um, the Dollar Shave Club. They could do the, <laughs> the yeah, Dollar Sharp Club. Dollar yeah, Sharp they could give Club. you blades, send you blades in the mail and a tiny little envelope. We're, don't steal our idea, guys. We're doing the Dollar Sharp Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. So I haven't actually used mine yet, but did you guys get your new workshop companion uh, Field Notes Summer Edition? I did. Yes. Yeah. I haven't used mine either. I've just been 
admiring them. They're in front of me right now. I, I think they're gorgeous. I think they're awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to be a subscriber because that magnet is sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still, I don't know what my deal is. I'm still not a subscriber, and that's just stupid. Well, you know what? I got an email in the spring that if I subscribed early, I would get the shipping waived. So I get $100 of field notes shipped for 97 bucks. Boom. Can't beat that. Easy decision. Yeah. That's awesome. Because you get the um, a regular pack and a pack of mixed with your first shipment, which is a nice boon. And then it reminds you that the brown ones are also very cool. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about the um, how all six of them come together just in one package rather than like two separate ones? Sometimes that annoys first... me because I want two. Yeah. But... For, for uh, field note collectors uh, rather than users – it's probably got to be frustrating because you can't have one you can hoard away. Like you have to either hoard that one away or spend another 20 bucks to do it. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things I was most excited about with this when it showed up because, uh, this is the first one I've ever gotten of the six packs. Like I, I the last one was, was a drink local, but even those were technically separate, but yeah, I, yeah. I did subscribe to those. I got, I got some kind of loose sent from people and then America was America, the beautiful, a six, no, uh, yeah, it was uh, national, national crop. crops, yeah. National crops, yeah. And so I missed out on that one. So this was my first, uh, you know, all in one six pack. Yeah. Those. So I was I was really excited about that. Jim, yeah, and with sorry, with the national crop, didn't they raise the price if you weren't a subscriber? Weren't those twenty two or twenty three dollars? Because um, it had the box and the patch and stuff. Yeah, I think so. But these they're twenty bucks, and it comes with stickers and a slipcase. Yeah. Can't beat it. Those stickers are awesome. I can't decide what to do with daughter. It'd be cool on a bike. Yeah. Like just the right size. So uh, I don't want to spoil my fresh points, but I, um, I had some good karma because I, I had the, the uh, workshop edition. Uh, that I, I got that in, and I, I did a little unboxing video that TJ is turning into a, a wooden graphite video. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm not going to use these for a while, and I knew that I was going to be meeting uh, Mike Hurley. So... Actually, and Mike kind of often laments that his subscriber pack doesn't come very very soon, like quickly, because he's in the UK. So I met Mike, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and uh, I gave him my national crops, or not my national crops, my workshop companion set, and he's like, oh, thank you. And um, Then, like, literally the next day, uh, Aaron Drappen came to um, to speak at, at Facebook, and so I, I attended and I actually introduced him and, and the other his other co-speaker. Um, and afterwards to say thank Draplin just handed me, um, a pack of the workshop companion edition. So I sort of like made it back, I guess, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Karma. Yeah. <laughs> Those yours are probably blessed. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> when they're touched by the master. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, we'll probably have some more review in when we get to try that new paper. Yeah. Thick, thick and nice. Brand new, I think they've never used that one. Before. Yeah, brand new paper. Uh, I think I think that the uh, cover is brand new too. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I only have one more fresh point, which is sort of a plea. Um, we've talked a lot about journaling in pencil, and generally that's what I do. But when I travel, and I'm traveling next week, um, I like to read through those journals a lot. And sometimes, you know, if you use like a black wing and you read through it, it starts to get smeary so would you guys cheat and use pen for a travel journal that you were going to read never <laughs> no i might i don't yeah. mean fountain pen i mean like yeah like a gel pen or 
porous point or something. You know, sometimes when I travel, I just bring along um, just like a bit click or something like that because it's cheap and easily losable. And if I leave it somewhere that I know I'll never be able to go back and get it, it's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know where I got them, but I have a green and a yellow Field Notes pen. Oh, cool. There were yeah. some... What were they on? One of those subscription services. It was like 11 bucks for that and a pack of Field Notes. Like, boom. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I might use pencil regardless, but I just, it's hard for me to think about that because I've never, I'm not one to go back and read them that often. But couldn't you use something? I'm trying to think of pencils that don't smear very much. Oh, yeah. Like, Wopex. Wopex, yeah. Do, do layout pencils? Not really, not for how dark they are. That might be a boom an option. All right, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys would know. <laughs> Actually, the only reason I thought of those two is because I went back and listened to our episode one this week, and you talked about smeariness when we were talking about our original top fives. So that's like why, why I had that in my head. But, that's one of the, so one of the so I was just giving you one. your own answers. <laughs> my memory is just not there. Would you <laughs> Would you put it in like a a bullet pencil form to just make it a little bit better traveled travelable um probably usually if i go anywhere and i don't have a case on me i've got that um cast on 9000 perfect pencil or the um bullet pencil depending on whether or not i also have a knife on me yeah i don't know if i'm gonna travel on boston with a knife <laughs> mm. maybe not those northerners you know Baltimore, Christ, a knife. That's no big deal. <laughs> Need something bigger. Yeah. yeah. Carry around a weed whack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Shetty. <laughs> cool. Awesome. That's about all I've got, sir. All right. I, uh, man, I've had a big week. Um, it's, it's interesting now living in a place where that can be kind of a hub. Like, people didn't come to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so everybody who I... Who I met, well, I guess Draplin came to Fort Wayne, um, but that was super rare. Um, and now, for many different kinds of reasons, I've met uh, three people through like who I you know I follow or I'm interested in through just the pencil internet. Um, uh, WWDC, which is Apple's big uh, developers conference, took place in San Francisco last week, uh, last weekend, and or last week. And Mike Hurley, uh, being mainly a tech blogger. Um, was here to meet up with some of his friends and to, um, you know, just to, just to be in like kind of the epicenter of the tech news world for a week. So I, uh, I connected with him. Um, I was like, Hey, Merlin Mann, who's this uh, podcaster who, uh, is friend of Mike and just sort of like a podcasting hero to me. Um, he does this improv comedy thing, uh, once a month called three ring binder. And uh, I went with my friend Jake, Jake Bilbray from uh, from work, and also as a f- uh, a listener. Uh, Jake and I went, and uh, Mike Hurley came, and I knew he was gonna he was gonna be there, so we got to talk a little bit. And he's awesome. He's so he's super warm. He was surrounded by like physically warm. He was like, very warm. He radiated <laughs> off a lot of heat. Like he might have had a fever. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that it's that epic beard, I think. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Um, no, I, um, just hot to the touch. It was crazy. <laughs> so, so I try not to touch him too much. No. Um, so he, uh, we, we talked a lot. Um, it was, it was amazing just because like there were so many other like tech podcast greats there, like Marco Arment and Casey Liss and John Syracusa and, um, 
Matt Alexander, probably most of the people who listen to this wouldn't listen to those as well. But if you do listen to tech podcasts, you know who I'm talking about. I was just like in just like tech podcast Mecca. Um, as, as Matt Alexander, who has a show with Mike, as he pointed out when we were in this like tiny basement, he was like, if, uh, if this place burns down, Squarespace is going to lose a lot of like (laughs) (laughs) advertiser. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. And I, I wish I could have hung out a little bit more with Mike, but he's, he was super, super busy being just a member of the media and being there just trying to pack all this stuff in. So, uh, he might be back in the States. Um, he's applied to go to XOXO Fest, which I also have. Um, so who knows if any of us will get in, but if, if we do, um, that'd be fun. Uh, I also met Aaron Draplin. I, um, this is, so this is going to, I can't make this not sound like a humble, a humble brag, but I swear I'm just, I'm just saying what happened. Um, so Draplin has been to Facebook before for a, a design lecture series. He like last year before I start, I worked there, um, and he's very good friends with one of our creative directors, Josh Higgins, uh, who previously worked on like the Obama 2012 campaign. Um, he's super cool. Uh, originally, we were going to do a lecture series with Josh, um, but he realized you know all of the people here really know me because we're coworkers essentially. Uh, he got Draplin back to just they they just kind of like lobbed questions at each other. Um, and given kind of my history with field notes and Draplin and my interest in that, um, the people who organized it asked me if I would introduce them. I was like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I did. And, and afterwards, um, Draplin, and I got to talk a little bit. He's yeah, I, I've met him before and we talked pencils, but this was super cool. He was, yeah, he's such a great guy. He, he's crazy, but yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> you know he does those posters that are it's basically a state but they there's like little um little logos and graphics that make up each state that he makes i i previously had one for indiana from him when i when he came to indiana i, I lived there and this time i bought the california one and uh he yeah he was he's awesome so uh last but certainly not least on saturday i met our uh own gary varner who is it's pretty awesome um if you're in the group at all, you know Gary from Notegeist. He's very, very active in the group, um, and he has advertised on the show. He was a guest on the show when they first opened. Do you remember what episode that was? I can look it up. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as as soon as Notegeist opened, he came in on the show and talked. Um, we basically did a stationary tour of San Francisco. Um, we, we took the bus around and went to Muji and Itoya and um, Mido, and um, I'm going to not pronounce it right. Kino Kinoya. It's that place that Dr. Hans likes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went there. We just hung out and had fun. He's he's a cool guy. He's here for a conference. Yeah, nice. I'm so, very jealous. Yeah. Of all of your, both of you have cool meetups. It's but, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, something I stuck in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're you're the most central, like geographically, of either of us. So exactly, and that's why I'm. If we have a meetup. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. My doors are open. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to invite myself over one day and be like, hey, Tim, I'm staying for three weeks. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you share the couch with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Rosie can hang out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been a big week. I, I don't have any more meetup plans, I guess, for a while. But uh, yeah, that was super cool. Oh, they'll come. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're in the You know, like, follow you like a little, like, Pencil World documentary, like... <laughs> You could do like a, what's that, video podcast or the video shorts 
comedians having coffee yes, or something. The Jerry, do I like, think the Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. yeah do like <laughs> you know, do like pencil nerds having yeah kombucha or something. <laughs> pencil nerds having kombucha. <laughs> oh man, if we didn't have a, such a good show title already, that would be. That'd be it. <laughs> I um yeah, and and if we have any listeners in the Bay Area and you want to like meet up and have coffee or go to a Itoya or, or something like let me know I'd love to meet up I'm in I try to get up to San Francisco most every weekend so that'd be fun so yeah that's that's all of my fresh points they're all pretty much you know <laughs> in in the show notes I have I met Mike I met Draplin I met Gary <laughs> so that's about all that's about all for me um yeah should we uh kind of launch into the main topic it sounds great all right, uh, let us um, talk about our main topic. Um, I, I sort of feel like our 725 and our Akum Masterpiece discussion could have been sub-main topics. That This is the official one. Um, so we uh, recently, on kind of the, the urging of Tim, put together um, our top five uh, pencils of, of right now. And uh, we have a place on the website for it. It's, on, it's, on, it's called the Graphite Lists. Um, it's erasable.us slash top five. And we just basically took our top five pencils, wrote a couple sentences about it, and we're going to kind of treat it as a living document, um, an evergreen document, if you will, um, mm-hmm. about um, just what what it is that's in our in our top five, kind of recurring. Um, and yeah, that's how I was thinking about it as a as a list of the pencils that we're most likely to grab because yeah, there are some. The example I gave on the Facebook group when I posted it is that I adore the Blackwing MMX. Yeah, but when I pick it up, it's just kind of random. Yeah. Know? So if I did a top five like favorite pencils, maybe pencils I think are the coolest or whatever, it might be a little different. These are the ones that I go to. Like, yeah. They're always. I I never have a a question about using them. You know. Yeah. So it's uh it's interesting. We're we're gonna kind of maybe compare them. Um, uh, it sounds like Tim is pretty steady with this, but mine are definitely different than when we in our first episode where we talked about our top five pencils. Uh, so mm. here, thirty episodes, more than a year later, um, we mm. have these kind of put together. Um, and I'm trying to find a way to be able to have uh, like have comments on this page, but it's not a blog post; it's a page, and Squarespace doesn't isn't good about letting you put comments on pages. So I may mm. try to find some other means to allow people to. Uh, post their favorite um, to this page as well. Uh, we had a good list going in the in the group, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how about um, how about you, Johnny? Do you want to start us off with your your current top five, and then maybe talk about what it used to be in episode one? Oh man, I don't remember what it used to be in episode one. I can uh, I can list it I, off when you're done talking about it, though. I suck. Um, <laughs> mine would probably be changed already since I wrote this last week, but um, <laughs> I sort of thought of this as like snapshot today the, the top five pencils i like yeah so um what got me into pencils was a naturally finished pencil so i sort of have a thing for them so number one is the general's pencil company cedar point and the number one that sort of made a little appearance and went away was very nice but i still like the number two because i don't know this is nice it's heavy which is odd it's the same wood as everything else but it's heavy and it feels sort of like not dry not wet i don't know greasy oily or something <laughs> um yeah, it's this great pencil. It's a great eraser. Oddly enough, it's getting easier to find. I think you can get them at Hobby Lobby and Michaels and places like that. You can get it so, at a Flax, Flax Art and Supply. Yeah, the, that's fantastic. The Michaels that I went to today actually was sold out of Cedar Point. 
Yeah. Which was awesome. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. The first time I, I ever I got them, excited. I had to order. Oh, I had to buy mine from Dick Blake the first time I ever got some. That set it <laughs> off. <laughs> and moving on to the next one. The uh, Dixon Ticonderoga Renew, which is sort of new, I think. I know it was out on the West Coast at, what is that store that's sort of like West Coast Walmart? It's a guy's Costco? name. No. Uh, Ralph's? Oh, Fred, Fred Myers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think they had it like a year ago, but um, it's sort of gone nationwide, and they have it at Target now. Really cheaply, it's like two seventy nine for a 10-pack in a box, which is sweet. Hmm. But it's it's sort of like the General's Pencil Company. It's naked, and it's a really good eraser. Um, the, good. the core is yeah, the core is a little softer than the the um, General's Pencil Company, and of course it's a little smearier. But we've talked on here a lot about how Ticonderoga, when they make a good pencil, they make a very good pencil, but their quality control has gotten out of control, and you know you you literally have to open the box to see which one you're getting. But all of the renews I've ever gotten are almost perfect, which is really really cool. Yeah. Um, number three, I would go with the Staedtler Wopex. Because it's just a really good pencil. It keeps the point a long time. It doesn't smear. It's very good for planners. Um, and it's just cool. You know, it's made of extruded wood stuffs. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's heavy. And, I, you know, I've mentioned this before. I'm not a collector, but I do sort of collect the Wopex. And I'll brag again that I have probably have the best Wopex collection in North America. <laughs> so stay in my house. I'll, I'll apologize because of your vegetarianism, but... It just struck me that the Wopex is like the sausage of the pencil world. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's a very good sausage. sausage. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. So but it's just like the random parts thrown together, milled into like some sort of <laughs> nondescript <Slurry>. goo. <laughs> yeah. It's much less greasy than sausage. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny, I should have asked you this. How does the Coom Masterpiece do with Wopex? Uh, well, if you look at our... our mm -hmm. Site erasable.us slash top five. My picture has a Wopex oh, yeah. sharpened with the masterpiece. Yeah, as very talking, I'm beautifully. To find, I'm trying to very quietly find a Wopex so that I can do it right now because I want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I put a picture of the green one on there, but I really like all the Wopexes. Wopexin. I actually prefer the eraserless ones, but we can't officially get those in the United States, which sucks. I really, really, really want to find, uh, want to get some of those 2B Wopexes. I have one we somewhere. Talk, we talked about it. I would love to get those. I just keep forgetting. I want one of them. I don't want a dozen of them. I just want to try one. Yeah. Yeah, Matthias was talking about it before, but they're, um, they have a 2H, the HB, and the 2B, and it's the difference between them is hardly noticeable at all. It's kind of disappointing. The 2H sounds ridiculous. Like, the HB is hard enough. Or yeah. Or, like, light enough. The, the 2B barely is different. Plus, the color it comes in is pretty butt ugly. Yeah. It's bugly. <laughs> is but, it like um, a weird salmon-y color sort of? Yeah, and it has that sparkle that the European ones do. So it's like sparkle salmon. It actually looks like a piece of a dead fish. Sparkle, sparkle salmon. salmon. <laughs> there's, Once again, there's our band fish. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good band name. Yeah. <laughs> They're all vegan. Um, number four, I'm going to go with the Palomino Blackwing, which we've dubbed the Palomino MMX for 2010 because I really like to draw with it because it's sort of... You know, I've put on there, it makes a mark like a sign pen. It's like big, fat, black marks. But unlike a sign pen, it doesn't bleed. But unlike a sign pen, it does smear. So, I mean, I don't usually use it for writing unless I'm writing a note 
you know, to myself or something that I need to see. But I'd probably replace that right now with the Pearl slash 725 because I've been enjoying coloring with that lately. Hmm. Or coloring, as Charlotte and I call it, or drawing mean cartoons about my racist neighbor is what I'd call it. (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) righty. Number five, I'm going to go with Faber-Castell. We're just getting it all out there. <laughs> Hopefully your racist neighbor doesn't listen, or else maybe you can just be like, no, no, I'm talking about my other neighbor. <laughs> he barely knows that my name's not Tom. <laughs> Sometimes I think because it's Tom. So. That's a long story. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the next one, I would go with Faber-Castell, Castell 9000 in B. Yeah. Because I, a lot of people have been disappointed with the HB version of this pencil, and I feel like... They should almost put a grade between HB and B because the jump is so um, wide. It's a wide gap, but the B is really, really good pencil. It's about as dark as a regular pencil, but it's smoother and it doesn't smear and it stays sharp forever. Plus, the Castor 9000 leads are like impossible to break unless you do it on purpose or you're very clumsy. Isn't F the grade between HB and B? That's between uh, HB and H. Oh, okay. That's like number two and a half. Okay. I think they should invent a stenography grade called grade S. I was going to pitch this idea to Palomino one time. They should make a round Palomino and invent a new grade <laughs> that's like between H, B, and B. So when you guys do this, I want to grow something for free. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I usually I usually carry one of those stuck in my green Perfect Pencil because I used to use a 2B, but it got dull quickly when you let your, your kid play with it. And also... The the official refills are B. So Johnny, do you, cool. do you mean do you mean to read your uh, your top five from March twenty fourteen? Yeah. Wow, that's a uh, long time ago. It's uh, the General's layout pencil, the blue Palomino with no eraser, the Cedar Point pencil that's still on there, something German like a Statler Mars or a Norris, <laughs> and and a Fat Dixon pencil. So those are. Uh, it looks like your. It looks like the Cedar Point has. Uh, has lasted the year. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Tim, how about uh how about you? Yeah, I uh I didn't even think to look at my old list like when I put this together. So I was kind of shocked when I looked at mine. And I guess you can just like read mine at the end too if you want, but but I've got the other one pulled up. Uh mine I don't think has changed much. Uh but <clears throat> my list starts the number one is you know, surprise, surprise, the Palomino HB, one I just ordered a lifetime supply of. <laughs> and I just kind of felt like I always, and I kind of described this earlier, but all ro- roads lead back to this pencil is what I wrote on the on the post, that uh, I always just end up back with this one. And it's a pencil that I don't think I've ever put down in in order to use something else. You know, like often if I pick up something that's too hard, I'll be like, oh, that's too hard, put it down. But every time I pick this up, I just keep using it and I'm happy. So that's number one. The Blackwing 602 is a close second. Hmm. Uh, and that is only a close second because it's more expensive and it's a little softer. It's just not like the perfect sweet sweet spot, but I just love carrying it. So like we've talked about it a million times, but yeah. iconic look, blah, 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 all that junk. But it's <laughs> awesome pencil. Uh, the it's, Laddie. It's the pencil that launched a creative culture. It is. <laughs> we, owe it, we owe it to the 602. <laughs> Uh, the Dixon Laddie is the third one, which I I've shown a lot of love for over the course of our show. It's roundness and it's soft core. <clears throat> so that is uh, the number three, which I'm surprised, kind of surprised, it still sticks on there because I don't use it a whole lot anymore. 
actually, but I always have it with me. So I had to keep it keep it on the list. The the main thing about that that keeps it from being higher on the list is just being kind of a pain in the butt to to sharpen. Yeah. In a satisfying way. I mean, now that I have the classroom friendly large hole sharpener, it's much better. And I like using the the coom not the coom, the uh, Alvin brass bullet sharpener with it, but depending on the thickness of the lacquer, sometimes it fits and sometimes it doesn't, which is Kind of kooky. So sometimes it's Ticonderoga quality control. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like Johnny. I am. I've got a really soft spot for the for the natural pencils and so. But the natural pencil I have on my list is the Forest Choice. The other one I have a a ton of, and this is the one that I was one of the first pencil revolution posts that I stumbled across was his uh, post about the. The, the forest choice. And so that one holds a, a special place for a lot of reasons. And I just love it as my kind of go-to semi-cheap number two, like yeah. the ultimate semi-cheap number two for me is the, is the forest choice. Hmm. I can imagine, you know, whenever I use it, I could be anywhere. I could be in my classroom or I could be in a Chick-fil-A <laughs> or something. And I feel <laughs> like, I'm in, and I feel like I'm in the woods or something, you know, I'm yeah. like in some sort of rustic situation or I'm, I'm time traveling back and, pulling out a similar kind of tool that, and, you know. And, you know, some, I love that green over the Ticonderoga green ferrule. Yeah, 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 me too. Uh, it's like a little more minty kind of. Yeah, yep. I liked the older one a little more. The, the California Republic one? Yeah, that one. I like the color of the pencil and the eraser and the ferrule better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fuddy-duddy. <laughs> You're OG. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I don't old, either. Old gangsta. I was pretending, okay, I was pretending like I did, original but like, original, <laughs> original gamber. Uh, yes. And the, the the last one on my list is the Tombow Mono 2B, which is the only capped pencil that I permitted to to be on my list. Um, I just don't like using capped pencils as much, that much, but this one is just an awesome value and just a really good pencil. It's somewhere in between the Palomino HP and the 602 as far as like the softness because I feel like it's even on the, the harder side of 2B. And I just like getting the normal mono and not the mono 100 because it's just cheaper and it's just, it doesn't look as pretty, but yeah. you save the money and it's the same writing experience. So yeah, or at least in my opinion, I think that's the case. So I, I stick to that one. So that's my my new list. I feel I feel good about it. These are the ones that are in my my do deck divide. Those are the the five I have. Those five actually right now are in or on in on the pencil side along with one of the right notepads jumbo pencils. Yeah. So. Well, Tim, your uh, your old list here. Um, mm-hmm. You had a field notes pencil, and I don't think we ranked them in this like we have kind of now. Yeah. Uh, we had a you had a field notes pencil. You had the Blackwing six hundred two. You had the Dixon Laddie, you had the Forest Choice, and then you had the Musgrave Testing 100. Hmm. Yeah, because I used to have the the expletive yeah. Musgrave Testing 100. Musgrave Testing 100. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, it surprises me so much that I put the field notes on there. I mean, I yeah. love you field notes, but yeah. I don't I use think, that pencil very I much. I think it was because uh, it was so round. Yeah, I think it was. It was my it was round and natural. Continuing, continuing search for the natural round pencil which is now i think over i don't think i'm ever going to find it but yeah. i mean the the one from right notepads is close yeah but um if it was a little softer but that's just me being a picky fuddy duddy <laughs> word of the day yeah words of the day um yeah 
So that's interesting. So I saved three fifths the same. Yeah. So uh, what about you, Andy? Mine uh, actually, the the first two are the same of my old list and my new list. Um, I don't think it's any wonder that my number one is the Palomino Golden Bear, um, mm. which you know the the very first pencil that I ever ever reviewed at all for the internet um, was in a um, was this was among them. It was a Palomino and a Golden Bear and a Prospector and. At first, I didn't like the Golden Bear because I had one that just splintered, and I think it had maybe been dropped, and the, the lead had not kind of fractured, I think. Um, so they replaced it, and it was amazing. It just blew, blew my mind. Um, it's it's not the best quality pencil in the entire world, but it cost two, $2 and it cost less than $3 a dozen, um, and it's an amazing quality for that price. Um, so it performs really well. It's, um, it's so great to look at. I, I like the blue one the best. Um, I, I just love that blue color and then that orange eraser. Um, and honestly, I really like the new, um, when they took it under Palomino and made it in the USA. So it just made it even better. So this is by far the top of my list. And I always, always have a Palomino golden bear somewhere around me. Um, I do miss the triangular ones though. Um, second on my list is the Blackwing six, Palomino Blackwing 602. Um, it's a better performer than the golden bear, but, um, I and mean, obviously it's very iconic looking. It's very, it's gorgeous. It writes really well. It's also $20 a dozen instead of $3 a dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a fantastic pencil. Um, and it's, and again, it, it's, I think I said it's the kind of the flagship pencils at pencil at, at pencils.com. So it's the one that kind of bears the legacy of the, you know, the old Everhard Faber one. Um, I also had the Mitsubishi High Uni to be um, this is kind of a new one on the list um, I started using it after I moved out here and I started going to a Mido store they have this here it's really nice it's um it's I'm, I'm that maroon color is growing on me um, it's super high quality um, it's not it's not cheap it costs actually maybe even a little bit more than a blackwing um, is that accurate a little bit more I think just, it is, yeah. Yeah, just right because well, I think I think a dozen usually for the high unis ends up list price around twenty eight. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's uh it's here on uh you can get it jet pens um in two B it's yeah two thirty five a pencil so it's not cheap but it's so nice it's such such good quality and aesthetically which does count for something it's gorgeous it's yeah so nice the Japanese just know what they're doing they mm-hmm. you know the the Palomino Blackwings made in Japan too. Um, the Musgrave test scoring 100, uh, Tim actually converted me over. Um, I, <laughs> I think, funny. I think you, you sent me one of your silver ones once and I, I mm-hmm. used it to kind of a nub and kind of one go. I think I was journal- yeah. journaling a lot and I, yeah. So I have bought a bunch of those since I like to keep them around. They, they just really, really have a high quality point for like, they did, they lay down thick and dark and have a high quality point like that that was a that was a fun one to put into the the masterpiece i yeah because of that wide core yeah yeah you guys like that one better than the general's 580 uh so the the reason i went with a musgrave over that uh is just because it's so weird looking like it's silver (laughs) it has some weird font on it so it's very it's kind of unique looking and like i said before like i aesthetics for me counts for a lot the the Musgrave one is it works so well, but it's it's just kind of boring looking. Yeah, it's it's a little more expensive too. Yeah, 
like yeah, they've gotten bucks. really expensive. Yeah, and one that I've is pretty new to the list that I just um, just started using because I think I just kind of broke into the pack that Johnny sent me a few months ago. Um, the Norris school pencil. I I just love love that like bright red cap on the end. It's a yellow and black striped. Um, has that big bright red cap. Um, it's nothing special. Europeans, my the designer and my um, you know on my team is is German, and she's like, and people are like, oh, what's that pencil? And she's like, it's just a Statler. Like it's you know it's, <laughs> it's something that is everywhere in Germany. Uh, it's a school pencil, but it it's definitely stands out to Americans. And yeah, I love to I love to look at it. Um, so yeah. Um, my original top five was the first two were the same as the Palomino Golden Bear and the Blackwing 602. Um, I had the Midori bullet pencil in there because I was using that a lot before I had other bullet pencils. Um, and since has kind of fallen away. I had the General Semi-Hex on there, uh, which I still like, but I just I don't think I've used much of. And then I had the Helix Oxford, which I still like, but also haven't used much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the helix I like because it's it has that kind of like pink wood, and it's yeah, it's just very British. <laughs> yeah, the blue it's made of is pretty. Yeah, yeah, I like that na- that navy blue. So um, we we asked the group. We should say something about that. We asked yeah. the group to give us your top five, and I'm just flipping through them right now and looking at the kind of stuff that showed up in there. And I thought it might be interesting to just scroll through and point out things that are clearly regulars on people's lists. Yeah. Like there are some kind of outliers, things that I've never even heard of that people have um, on here, but there are definitely some uh, common threads. Yeah. What are some uh, of notice? the ones that seem like it? They were- well, most lists, I would say like 75% have the Palomino 602 is of course on all these. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, the nine, the Mitsubishi 9850 hmm. is on three or four of the lists. Mm-hmm. Notice that. And also the Tombow 2558, which is the cheaper one. You can get jet pens, and people are saying in the B. Oh, Some yeah. people said HB. And that's one that I've been wanting to is try that, out. Is that I've green? been wanting to try out that B. No, it looks it's a yellow pencil. Oh, yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's like a full hex. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. And I, ha- I have it in HB, but I've been wanting to try that B for a while. Um, and I think it's I've seen it on Amazon. Ten bucks a dozen, something like that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Is there any uh, really weird ones on that list? You don't have to say names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there are definitely some ones that I just had no idea about. One that I'm very tempted by, because uh, the person had a one A and a one B, and the one A was my beloved blue racer tipped Palomino HB. The one B was the Craft Design Technology Item Seventeen. Oh, yeah. oh man, those things are awesome. Yeah. yeah, they don't make them anymore. Okay, well then. Well, there's a new one that um, Caroline carries, but it's a different item number. The old oh. ones that were the item was it one seventeen? They don't make those anymore. Yeah. But the new ones have that really cool thing that looks like an end dip, but it's actually an eraser, and they come in a cool little box of three. Just oh, cool. pretty adorable. <laughs> Sweet. Hmm. Uh, so there's definitely lots of force choice. On the list, the right dude's gold natural get some love from several yeah. people. That should have been on Johnny's list. Maybe it will be again. Yeah, I didn't even put mine in order. I should have thought about this harder. <laughs> the only one uh, number one was in order. Everything else after that could have just switched all over the place uh, for me. But, uh, but yeah, those are some of the 
the common ones. I'm trying to find some that I was surprised by. The Swiss wood pencil was on a few different people's lists, which yeah. I was sort of surprised about just because of how expensive those are. I, I um, like to, yeah, I like to like sharpen it and look at it and smell it and use it, but I don't, <laughs> I don't use it all the time because they're all pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I used used mine a couple inches and I actually sent it to somebody just because I. Not going to use it, and I feel like it's one of those things you have to try, you know. Yeah. Oh man! So, Do you send it to Toffer to feed his addiction? <laughs> no, no, I, I sent it to Dudek. So. That's cool. Yeah. My wife lost one at a meeting recently. It was a brand new one. Like, what? Hmm. Have you guys speaking? This is this is slightly off topic, <laughs> but uh, it, I it just came through on uh, Caroline Weaver's Instagram. Um, of those, the, oh man, it's that pencil set with like made out of like maple and and cherry wood um she posted it i have to pull this up. exotic wood yeah it was not an exotic wood it's a at least if it is it's not the um like that crandash one it's mm-hmm. um it's a japanese brand or no it's a it has um one two three four five six seven eight nine ten pencils and they come in like this maple frame and they're um there's one made of Japanese cypress, one made of rosewood, uh, oak, walnut, mahogany. Uh, it looks like maybe it's a little bit, uh, it's maybe like the Japanese version of the exotic wood pencils. Um, yeah, me, that's, um, is that a little owl logo? I think so. I just put the link in show notes, Tim, if you want to look at that. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. I may have to invest in this just because it's it's a nicer display, in my opinion, than the rare wood ones from Crandash. And also, hopefully, it won't be thirty dollars, which maybe it will be. This is oh, really cool. I did, I did see these. Yeah, yeah. these are these look awesome. Yeah, yeah I saw those on Instagram. It probably was her her picture. So yeah, mm-hmm. are these in the shop yet? I don't think so. If they are, they're maybe just in the. You have to go to New York and buy us just some, buy us some then. I get there first. <laughs> oh, here they are. Yeah, they're one hundred and twenty dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah, I should have, like, t- there's teak in here, and there's um, African Paduke wood, mahogany. Yeah, I should have known. Yeah. There's some okay. other cool pencils up here, though. There's a natural finish Mitsubishi pencil with an eraser. Mm-hmm. I have the one without the eraser, and I love it. All right, I need to go get an Amtrak ticket. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and maybe, like, a patron with super deep pockets who can just all buy us these. Yeah. Maybe I'll, well, uh, what what company is this? I didn't Can you post a link in show notes to the yeah. um, cool. Fine. I uh I'm a good, I'm a good pretty good runner for short distance. Yeah. The subway is pretty close to the stuff to the shop. She has she has 3000 followers on 3100 followers on Instagram. She's awesome. She's so awesome. Anyhow. <laughs> um so yeah, we've probably wrapped up and gone over <laughs> our time allotted, so um yeah anything anything else we should mention about this top five list um if you are not in the facebook group um and you want to contribute to your top five list um you can leave a comment in erasable.us slash 31 and i will come hell or high water figure out how to get users to submit on the actual top five page so that will be a thing that happens eventually anything else before we sign off nope okay i don't think that this has been a <laughs> It's yeah. been an epic episode. Like, there's been a lot of a lot it's, in there. It's been so a ep- lot's happening. Epic episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, where can people find you on the internet? 
You can find me at thewritingarsenal.com. You can find me on Twitter at writingarsenal or at Tim Wassum. And I am on Instagram at thewritingarsenal. Cool. Johnny? I am at pencilrevolution.com. I am on Instagram and Twitter at pencilution. All right. I am uh, Andy Buffley. I am at, on, uh, online at woodclinch.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at either A. Welfley, uh, if you just want to see a lot of cat pics, or uh, at <laughs> woodclinched if you want to see more pencil stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, we are the Erasable Podcast. Uh, you can find um, our website, show notes, links to the show, uh, recordings at uh, erasable.us. Um, if you are on Facebook and are so inclined, you can come join our amazing Facebook group. Uh, incredible people, such a great community. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Um, if you just want to get updates about the shows, um, find us at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. Um, you can get us at Twitter at at erasable podcast on Twitter. Um, we don't have a company Instagram, but you can uh, hashtag at Erasable Podcast to, for, on, on Instagram to get your stuff kind of like seen and noticed. Uh, and um, what else? Uh, we are on the iTunes directory. Um, if you would be so kind, we would love it if you would uh, give us a rating and a quick review. Uh, it helps people find us on uh, podcast directories. I actually just got an email today. We are now in some other pod directory.com. I don't know what that means. I think somebody added us. Um, I went and claimed our, our username real quick. Um, if you want to show some store swag, go over to erasable.us slash shop, um, and you can buy a uh, sticker, a little little two-and-a-half-inch two hex sticker uh, to show off your pride. Put that on your laptop or your notebook or what have you. Um, you can also get a tattoo if you wanted to. Uh, we'll post a picture <laughs> of that. No. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Erasable Podcast. Please don't erase us from your podcast directory, and we will see you soon. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com. 